Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm Greg Gonzalez. Thanks for joining me today. And on today's episode, this is episode number 143. I want to talk about where your income is going to come from in retirement. And for most people, you might have different income streams in retirement than your neighbor or your brother or your sister or someone from church. You know, you might have a pension and someone else doesn't. So we're going to spend today's episode kind of talking about the sources of retirement income that you might have that a lot of people have that I work with as clients. I have clients, I'm fortunate enough to have clients in over 20 different states. I think it's 24 or 25 by now, which is pretty neat. I get to hear a lot of people's retirement visions and help them plan for a successful retirement. And quite frankly, a lot of their retirement income is maybe unique to their situation, be it a pension, be it part-time income, trust income, maybe it's passive income like rental properties or Maybe they have a small business. So that's what we'll talk about on today's episode of where your retirement income is going to come from and what it's going to look like and how you plan for it. And then I'll go into where I see people go wrong in trying to plan for their retirement income and maybe the wrong mentality or the wrong strategies that I see people use. So we'll talk all about that on today's episode. Before we jump into that, I just wanted to remind listeners, check out my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. It's a mouthful, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. There you can listen to all 142 previous episodes. You can send me questions at the bottom of the website. You can schedule a 30-minute retirement coaching session. You can download my free retirement planning resources, and I'm going to make it a goal by the end of the year. There's going to be some new resources available for download. So again, the website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And love to hear from you. If you have any questions at the bottom of the website, you can submit them right there. All right, let's jump into today's episode, where your retirement income is going to come from. So as people are planning for retirement, and I am getting so many questions from people, I get questions all the time like, do I have enough saved in my 401k to be able to afford to retire? I have other people that ask me, how much income can I draw off of my retirement accounts to be able to supplement my social security income every month? Other people ask similar questions. I've had a couple people recently that have said that they plan on semi-retiring and either taking a position or an opportunity where they can either work from home or they can work in a more meaningful capacity. For example, I've had a couple people say that they are getting out of that stressful job and they're moving to a new career where they're semi-retired, working part-time in maybe the nonprofit space where they're doing more meaningful work that is enjoyable and really stress-free work. Other people want to know if they should delay their social security and live more on their retirement nest egg in the beginning years of retirement and then live on it less. In other words, draw less income from their retirement accounts once their social security kicks in. 
Other people are looking for ways to pay off their mortgage before they retire. So therefore, they'll be able to live on less monthly expenses. They won't have that mortgage payment every month to the bank when they're retired. And that way, they won't need to pull as much money out of their investments to make that mortgage payment while they're retired. So let's talk about retirement income here. So the main sources of retirement income are, of course, Social Security. For those people that have been paying into Social Security, it's based on your best 35 working years. Now, for the people that have claimed their Social Security but have continued to work, they're still paying into Social Security. And as long as whatever they're earning now this year, as they're paying in, as long as that is one of their 35 highest working years, then Social Security will recalculate the formula for their Social Security. And quite frankly, come January of next year, your Social Security check may go up because, again, it's based on the best 35 working years. And if you're still working, but while collecting, you're still paying in, then Social Security just kind of recalculates or recalibrates your Social Security benefit and takes that into account. So quite frankly, I do have some clients that are collecting Social Security, but they're still working and paying into Social Security on the wages that they earn. And then every January, they'll notice maybe not only the cost of living going up and increasing their benefit, but also a slight increase based on the previous year's earnings that they were paying FICA taxes on. But again, keep in mind, it's going to be a very small incremental increase to your Social Security check. It's not going to be like this monstrous change or dramatic change. So Social Security checks for most people, most of the population that has paid into Social Security, you have to have 10 years or 40 quarters of earnings history paying into Social Security. And for those people that don't, they may be eligible if they're married for the spousal benefit. So a lot of those people, based on their spouse's credits and earnings history, will qualify for a spousal benefit. So looking at a married couple, we've got two Social Security checks potentially that are on the table that will be coming in every month in retirement. Maybe they have a pension benefit. And of course, maybe you don't. There's other people that want to forego that monthly annuity pension benefit and in return receive a lump sum. And those people want to roll that over maybe to a rollover IRA or their 401k. And what's really, really interesting about that with pensions and how they're administered, the oversight on pensions is for those folks that are married, your spouse is going to have to sign off on that. So if you decide, hey, I want to take a lump sum of my pension benefit, your spouse is going to have to sign off on that and agree and give spousal consent. And the reason being is because with the pension, your spouse is entitled to a survivor, a spousal survivor benefit. And quite frankly, I absolutely agree with this. There's laws in place to protect that spouse. So if, let's say, the husband has a pension that's promising $3,000 a month, and he decides, hey, I'm going to take the lump sum option and go invest my money in Bitcoin or something like that, she is entitled to the spousal pension annuity benefit, she's going to have to give consent and agree with that decision. And I've run into circumstances where sometimes spouses don't agree on the best option to select. So again, Social Security, let's say we've got two checks if we're working with a couple. 
We might have a pension benefit. Let's just assume that's a monthly annuity check that you get that's for the rest of your life. It comes once a month, just like your social security check. It's paid out once a month per person. And I'm going to keep going down the line. Some people have rental property and let's say they have a duplex that they rent out or something like that. Well, they've got the rent payments coming in from their tenants. I realize not everybody has rental properties, but certainly that can be a source of retirement income. Some people have small businesses that will produce monthly income and other people want to work part-time in retirement and live kind of the semi-retired dream. Now, most of my clients are not beneficiaries of a trust, maybe from their parents or other family members, but some people are, and they have trust income coming in. And last but not least is, in my opinion, the most important retirement income, which is from your investments. So I'm talking about 401ks and Roth IRAs and IRAs, 403Bs, all these different retirement accounts and brokerage accounts, all of your investment accounts, your investment portfolio. And this is where, in my opinion, people have a hard time and they make very unwise decisions. I hear them almost on a weekly basis as far as how they're producing an income from their different investment accounts. So while you're working, let's say you're saving in a 401k or a Roth IRA, every paycheck into your 401k and maybe a Roth IRA you add a couple hundred bucks on the 15th of every month. So it's a consistent way of saving and investing for retirement. And you're concerned, you're focused on growing the money. You're looking for growth. And yes, it may be diversified and it may match your risk tolerance. But when you look at those different buckets of money, the retirement accounts, you're not taking an income from them because you're still working. You've got that paycheck coming in and you're just hoping that the investments grow and grow and grow so that when you get to retirement, well, now they can provide an income for you and you can start to live off of them so they fund your retirement for the next 30 years or however long you make it. So as far as how we invest our money in retirement, if the goal is to produce an income, whereby this income supplements our social security, our pension income, and all the other incomes that you may or may not have. For some people, they just have social security income and they just have retirement account income, right? Maybe they're drawing from a 401k or a Roth IRA and they've got their social security income and that's it. For other people, they're going to have multiple sources of income and that's okay too for their situation. But for those people in retirement that are drawing money out of these retirement accounts that are tapping these retirement accounts, Roth IRAs, 401ks, brokerage accounts, that's totally good. That's what you want. That's what you save the money for to fund your retirement vision, the lifestyle that you always imagined in retirement. And what's really funny about that is when people transition into retirement, they have been so accustomed and used to saving and saving and sacrificing. Maybe they're saving their 401ks and Roth IRAs every single paycheck and month. And now flip the switch and now they're drawing income out on a monthly basis. It makes them uncomfortable because it's a total 180 degree change from what they're used to. 
So a couple things here that I want to point out, and I've had a lot of phone calls recently that have been really interesting of how people go about getting that income and taking those withdrawals out of their retirement accounts once they're retired. So just conceptually thinking about this, okay, we've got our different retirement accounts. And if you haven't listened to the bucket strategy of retirement planning, go back and check out that episode. But it's bucket number one is your emergency fund. Bucket number two is your income bucket. Bucket number three is long-term growth bucket. And if you've got a Roth and you've got a regular 401k, you've got a brokerage account, depending on your unique situation, your tax status, how much income you need from your retirement accounts, that will all dictate which accounts we put in each bucket. Do we put our brokerage account in bucket number two or bucket number three? What about our Roth IRA? It's going to depend on your situation, so there's no one size fits all. However, talking about bucket number two, it's the job of bucket number two is to provide an income that we can draw on a monthly basis. And how most people do it is if their social security check is coming in the first of the month, what they'll do is they'll say, okay, I'll have my income from bucket number two. I'll have that come in either mid-month or maybe the third week of the month. So then I'm getting two paychecks in retirement. And I talked to a guy just last week. He said he went into retirement and he said, okay, I was going to draw money out of my 401k. He just left the money in his 401k and just stayed true to how he was invested. And he just started drawing money out on a monthly basis. Didn't really give it a whole lot of thought. And then last year in 2022, because he was drawing money out, plus the market was down, his million dollars turned into $600,000. And that's pretty much where it is today. He's down 40% with the drop in the market plus what he spent last year. So he's down about $400,000. And this guy was panicked. Let me tell you. He said, if I would have known in one year I could lose 40% of my money, number one, I wouldn't have retired at the end of 2021 like I did. But now I'm retired. I have 600 grand. 40% less than I did a year ago. And I still need that income to live on to supplement my social security check. And I don't know what to do. So his fatal mistake was he never planned out the income that he was taking from his 401k. And the other thing he didn't do, he didn't adjust how the investments were positioned in that 401k because his goals were different. In retirement, he was more focused on, hey, getting dividends and interest and income every month out of my 401k. Instead, he left it invested just like he was still working and he was in growth mode. And with the market last year, it really, really set him back because to provide that income, he was actually selling. He was selling his mutual funds in that 401k while they were down significantly and locking in those losses and taking withdrawals to live on every single month. And so for this gentleman, he didn't use the bucket strategy successfully. He didn't even really know about the bucket strategy. And so now he's going to have to redesign his retirement plan like he retired today with $600,000. And guess what? A $600,000 portfolio is going to produce less income than a $1 million investment portfolio. 
And not only that, his risk appetite didn't match how he was invested in that 401k. Now that he's retired, he didn't really have the appetite for risk. Now that he wasn't working any longer and saving in that 401k. And so he needed to make some big, big adjustments there because again, his goals were totally different. So I can't tell you how many times I see this going into retirement with the same mentality and the same growth focus, like you were still working. And all it took was one year, like last year, the stock market in 2022, and it derailed his retirement completely. So one of the key points that I want to make is before you retire, have a retirement income game plan. Where is your income going to come from once you pull the trigger and retire? I've heard people call that a retirement income roadmap. We want to know how much each retirement income stream is going to be, how Frequently, are we going to receive that retirement income? Like if it was a social security check, that's once a month. And what are the risks of derailing this retirement income? Once we're retired, what could go wrong with our game plan? And I'll give you another example that I'm hearing more and more recently. This was somebody local here in St. Louis that had retired and her move was, okay, I'll take my 401k. And she met somebody at her local bank. And she said, I'm going to take my entire 401k that was $800,000. And her idea was, I'm going to roll it over to an IRA at the bank and purchase a six-month CD at 5%, paying me 5%. So her plan was to just live on the money in her savings account. And then whenever the CD matured in six months, she would then just cash out the interest from it and replace the money in her savings and then buy another six-month CD at 5%, and then just keep doing so every six months. And she could do that for the rest of her life. And she said, well, 5% on $800,000 is $40,000 of interest per year. And she said, with her social security, that'll be great. That'll be all she ever needs to live on. Not a bad plan, huh? Well, yes and no. So right now, conceptually, that'll work well, right? 5% interest. The first $250,000 has FDIC insurance. Anything over and above that does not, but that is beside the point. But with her plan, let's say in six months, she goes to renew her CD and now the bank is only paying three and a half percent interest. Yikes. So the issue here is there's a lot of interest rate risk in her plan, meaning If in six months or 12 months or two years from now, she can no longer buy a CD that's paying 5% interest, which is probably two or three or four years, that's probably highly likely that interest rates are going to have to go down. Then what does she do? Because she's no longer able to earn that 5% on $800,000, which is $40,000 of interest. If it just dropped to 3.5%, she would only earn $28,000 of interest. And if she's needing that $40,000 of interest to live on, well, guess what? Where's the other $12,000 coming from? She's going to have to dip into her principal. And I don't know how good your memory is, but my memory is is pretty good. And I can remember just a couple years ago, if you wanted to buy a six-month CD, it would pay you like a half a percent or less interest. So her plan really falls apart 
in that scenario because it's really, really based on the fact that interest rates stay where they are now or go higher. So her plan, I don't have a lot of faith in it. It's working for her right now because interest rates are so high. But in the future, I just feel like she is going to be disappointed in her plan unless interest rates stay as high as they are right now for the next 30 years that she lives. So her plan is too short-sighted. She's just looking at current interest rates now and not seeing the bigger picture. And the last thing that I want to mention, which is one of the most important concepts, is you want to have a tax-efficient retirement income stream. And by that, I mean not paying more taxes than you need to on the money that you're drawing out of your retirement accounts once you're retired. And by paying more taxes than you need to, well, guess what? That just means your money won't last as long because you got money that's going out to Uncle Sam that could have either been prevented or deferred. So when you're planning that retirement income and you're saying, okay, I've got part-time income, I've got pension income, I'm going to delay social security, I'm going to take income from my Roth IRA, it needs to all be coordinated in a way that's most tax efficient. And quite frankly, I just see so many people that don't take taxes into account when they're trying to calculate their retirement income. For example, something as simple as people not taking into account how much of their social security benefit will be taxed at the federal level. So I hope today's discussion has been a good summary for you as far as retirement income, what it looks like, what it may look like for someone else and look like differently for you. So if you have questions, go to my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I want to thank listeners for that have submitted their questions, that have set up retirement coaching calls. It's been a joy to speak with you and help you. I'll see you next week for another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.